welcome back, Ghosts and Goblins. To episode 17 of That Metal Podcast. I am Wolfman Dave. So today, <clears throat> we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. I'm going to be doing a solo podcast. Uh, keep in mind that it would be a music-filled podcast, which I will be reviewing Light This City's Storm Chaser album of 2008. I'll be talking about other bands, other women in metal. The idea of this podcast is to kind of bring in loose ends and kind of talk about um, some other, you know, bring in other women in metal, basically, that should get credit for, you know. I wanted to go ahead and uh, update uh, in terms of the podcast. Uh, I went ahead and did the GoFundMe account uh, to trademark the name. I'm going solo for now, as you might have noticed. Another update that I wanted to go ahead and bring up was that my co-host, Manny Kilmister, is not here with us. And he's going to go ahead and do other things, and I wish him the best. So, one thing that I wanted to bring up was, uh, recently, uh, we went to the Slayer concert. And um, it was actually a really good concert. Um, For you guys that um, have gone, you'll definitely agree. Uh, One thing that, I, I mean, one of the most amazing parts was the entirety of the bill. Cannibal Corpse, Monomarth. Lamb of God, and of course, Slayer. Uh, I think with the only problem that I had really was that, you know, Slayer had an outstanding set, don't get me wrong. Actually, every band had a really good set. They kind of played, every band kind of played, except for Amon Marth, because they're still touring on uh, Berserker. But they all had kind of like this um, greatest hits of sorts going on. And um, the only thing that I really kind of have to, that kind of gripes me was the sound. The sound, I mean, there at, at, at the Don Haskins, you know, here in El Paso, I mean, it just sounded like shit. I have to say, I was not very fucking happy about that. It sounded like shit. Um, but, you know, Cannibal was always Cannibal. You know, just Corpse Grinder was fucking amazing. And, um... Uh, his quote is try to keep up with me, you know, <laughs> headbanging, <laughs> but you will fail, <laughs> which I think everyone did fail. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Amon Marth kicked ass as always. Johan Hegg, fucking giant. Uh, they had an amazing set. Uh, and I mean, I'm talking about the stage setup, you know, like amazing um, with the. Uh, the Viking ship and everything. Lamb of God killed it, of course. Uh, Lamb of God played just tons of their hits and stuff, and you know they might have, they they might have been actually the odd man out in the whole the whole group uh, when it comes to the the types of music that was being played. Um, but they they just they just sounded pretty good, and even I still have to admit though, even with the sound from Don Haskins, like they really had to try to play through that shit, man. Because it, it just sounded, it just sounded fucking tainted. Slayer played uh, a really good fucking set uh, in terms of their all their hits. Um, they played uh, some from you know my favorite, uh, Show No Mercy, a couple. But I mean, twenty songs. I mean, dude, you can't fucking bitch about that. That's you're, you're getting your fucking money's worth when it comes to it. Again, for me, um, I always say that they're not my favorite. But at the same time, it's fucking Slayer, dude. Um, that's pretty cool. Still, at the same time, um, it's. I mean, it. They are who they are. You know, they're like the Motorhead of thrash. So, but I mean, again, I fucking love Motorhead. So it's not. It's not like it's a bad thing. Um, actually, and 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 kind of going through with what I was talking about earlier, this episode. 
dealing with, uh, you know, wanting to see more women in metal or just kind of seeing more ladies out there in, in the metal scene. One of the things that kind of amazed me was watching a video for, um, I was actually on YouTube, and her name is A. Eon, I believe that's her name. She's a drummer. And the my first actual experience was with, uh, I believe it was, it was the Final Countdown. She did a cover of the Final Countdown. Wait a minute, my bad. It was actually the Eye of the Tiger from the Rocky movie. And she fucking kicks ass, dude. She fucking just shreds on the fucking drums. No doubt about it. And she's amazing. Um, I think kind of, I think really my only kind of gripe, and this might be just myself. And, 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 and I actually am pretty much looking more too much into this, I think, because I think she was just trying to be comfortable and trying to be, um, you know, just be being able to actually fit that drummer feel where she's comfortable and not feeling constricted. But my kind of outlook at first was that I kind of felt like, you know, she had all this makeup on and she had her, you know, kind of like some cleavage going on and she had some, you know, you know, she was kind of showing some flesh there and there. But I was just wondering, does that make a difference? You know, really, in 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 metal, does should that even mean anything? Um, you know, in the in, in those videos, in terms of cover videos, should that mean anything? Should it be a thing? Should it? Should I just maybe I was correct, and and maybe I was correct in the terms, and she was just trying to be comfortable and just making it easy on herself. It doesn't take away from her being a badass drummer because clearly she is a fucking badass drummer. Her double bass is on point. Um, she's just a really good fucking drummer. And, and I know I'm going to probably get shit for it. But, you know, it was just a, definitely a question of mine. Is that something that really is? Is it really a big deal? Or should she just have worn a regular t-shirt? You know what I mean? But again... We we all know that there's tons of drummers out there who ha, who drum with just little shorts and maybe Converse. They don't even have a shirt on or pants, and they just have shorts, uh, basketball shorts, and some Converse or even barefoot. So again, I'm not too sure what to to think about it, um, and I'm not taking away anything from her because she's a badass drummer. And I think, I, I mean, as a whole, we do need more women in metal in terms of the, in the metal community and the metal, just in metal music as totality. There just needs to be more women out there. I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like they are out there. It's just that maybe it's just the dumbass guys that don't let them be comfortable in their own skin to come out and be in the metal community. I really don't know. I really don't know what it can be and what it, it if it's something that um you know the metal scene is not that minute to think that there are so little women out there. And when it comes to that I'm talking about also women in in the metal scene and actually being in bands and playing in bands. One of the things that I was was uh, I found very interesting was that I was looking at a list, and I and I tried looking at women in metal, uh, and then it was just like female-fronted bands. The lists were just female-fronted, female-fronted, female-fronted. And I was looking, and I was thinking, no, 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 I want to see more bands with females in terms of, with women in terms of, besides female-fronted. So what about, you know, uh, drummers or guitarists or or whatnot, bass players. I know we talked about the bass player from Bolt Thrower, White Zombie. You know we talked about. Oh, I forgot her name. She played with Arion. Her sister is a guitarist. Marcela Bovio, her her sister. She was a guitarist for her band. Um, I can't 
the name escapes me right now, so my apologies. But the list, they, they, they comprised of, it was just female-fronted bands. And I, and I, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I kind of feel like it shouldn't even be a big deal by now. You know, women are going to be in metal and actually by now there's more women than ever before in metal. And that's a really fucking cool thing. So, with that being said, I kind of wanted to take it a little bit further than that. And, you know, there's just, there's a few bands out there, I think, that are just some small examples, I think, of women that are in metal. Now, a couple of these are actually singers. And they're singers in all of them. The... The what I'm going to show you, they're all different in uh, in in styles of music. So let's say, for example, one of the this other band is I don't know if you want to consider it power metal, um, but it's uh, Alex uh, um, Alex from Children of Bottom. Um, he was in a band called Synergy, and uh, Kimberly Goss has some fucking seriously badass pipes on her. I'm talking about uh, Suicide by My Side. Get the fuck out of here, dude. How are you not going to like that? I mean, to me, it's just fucking badass. Everything's great. The music, everything's just outstanding. Um, There's just, I don't know. I can't say anything more about Synergy. You guys can go check them out. <clears throat> Another band that I think is quality, I suppose, would be is... Theater of Tragedy. Now, Theater of Tragedy is one of those bands that kind of, they've had that Beauty and the Beast style going on for quite some time. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if they're maybe the uh, inventors of the Beauty and the Beast. And by that, I mean, when I mean what I mean by Beauty and the Beast, I'm talking about is uh, the women sings clean um, and the guys like growling. And they combine the two vocals to kind of have this really nice mesh of this really nice, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say it, it's sort of conflicting in terms of vocals, but it's it's pretty fucking badass. Uh, so with Theater Tragedy, my first understanding and my first even, I guess, introduction to them was Velvet Darkness They Come. And um, the song Sepharic Deviltry is... Definitely something that I think you should listen to. Now, if that's not something that's your style, and if you kind of feel like, eh, that's a little soft for me, it's not something that, you know, that you're not interested in, it's not for you, well, that's cool. If those two bands were not something that you'd be interested in, well, you could definitely check out Nervosa. 
Nervosa is one of those badass bands that it's entirely women. I mean, we're talking about everybody, women, uh, guitarist, drummer, bassist, singer. Well, guitarist is a singer. And I definitely think with Kill the Silence, that's one of those songs that'll definitely shut you the fuck up. man what else do you want that's 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 fucking power man that's fucking badass so you know we in talking about just all these bands and 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 really appreciating women in metal i think that's what it comes down to it you're looking at women all the way down from you know like even janice joplin and and you know Joan Jett, you're looking at everybody that comes down in the history of fucking metal, dude. That they just they just appear, and one was just influenced from the the previous. You know, just they just keep coming and just keep coming. Right now, it's it's kind of hard to say because there's there's like who what's her name right now. Um, Hazley or Haley, Haley or from Hailstorm or whatever her name is. I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's for the the teeny boppers right now, and that's not very metal, I guess you can say. Um, but that's not to say that somebody like that isn't putting their work in and trying to trying to actually create some music and whatnot. It's just a lot better than other people, which is a lot better than a lot of the shitty bands that are out these days uh, are doing. Now, if you're not entirely into those other bands that I showed you, if you didn't like uh, Nervosa, if you didn't like Theater Tragedy, if you weren't into Synergy, maybe you're into more of a stoner rock, Black Sabbath, sort of uh, cult-like, you know, maybe 60s rock and roll 70s fuzzy rock then lucifer 2014's lucifer might be something you'd be interested in because uh it's actually pretty much everything that i've described uh the singer uh german singer her name's joanna sedonis or sedonis i'm not sure how you pronounce that pretty much made up of a swedish members now uh primarily and notably Drummer Nicky Anderson, uh, formerly of uh, Entombed. Um, the other being from Austria, being the bass player Alexander Mayer. Uh, now with the song California Sun, uh, as S-O-N, you'll definitely get some of those occult rock, heavy metal, hard rock, doom metal vibes. Tomorrow, run the beat faster than night. And there's no denying, you're falling behind. Said you told me what's 
Now, I, I think to me that's pretty cool. I think that's another genre of music that is pretty kick-ass. So right now, um, the other band that actually is, is pretty interesting to me is uh, Danish Mirker. I don't even know that if I'm saying her name properly. Uh, but, you know, she's got this sort of really folksy, very, like, uh, pagan sort of vibes going on from her music. And I think it's amazing. So it's pretty much black metal, but with a lot of folky type vibes into the music. Um, Amy Lee Brun is the singer slash mastermind behind Mirker. Uh, so far, there's been a couple of full length albums. And. It's yeah, it's very folk metally, black metally. There's a lot of dark and choral passages that just kind of go through, and it's super relaxing, and it's just it's just amazing to me. This song's called Uvilde. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but here you go. That's another kick-ass song, I think, that kind of goes more of a relaxing vibe. And then all of a sudden, this dark, you know, this darkness kind of consumes you. And it's it's pretty cool because it's, it's a little bit of both, right? Uh, and I think this is one of the... She's one of those artists that I think if you're like into Opeth, this would probably be right up your alley, I think. Um, now, if maybe you're a little bit bored with that, you want something a bit more traditional doom chugs amazing growls that you know what i gotta tell you uh this next uh, artist i think is up your alley now uh so we have thor's hammer from seattle released only one ep from 94 uh thor's hammer with two r's by the way t-h-o-r-r uh s and then hammer this ep is called domed uh, domed god's nut and the singer, her name's Runhild, Runhild, Gamel Aster. I'm not sure how to say that name. It's totally fucking it up. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> but you'll get the point. If you look it up. Just look up Thor's Hammer, and you'll 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 find it. She, and she comes up. It's a black and white album. She pops up right away, and she's singing. Um, this song is called Norge. I feel like this is a lot more brutal. And to be quite frank, uh, she sings way better than most of you guys. 
Uh, she growls way better than most of you guys. I can give you that right now. But uh, she's a she's a really interesting person. She's actually uh, she has a PhD in cell physiology. She has other projects with. Um, let's see. She's got a project, a solo project with this person named Las Marhog, called Quantum Entanglement. She has another project with another band called Kilst, K H L Y S T, called Chaos is My Name. And then they have a DVD, Chaos Live. Um, she's done special guests for White One, Sun O. Um, and of course, she did the, the Thor's Hammer EP. And fortunately, it's one of those situations where Thor's Hammer disbanded right after that recording. Uh, I think they might have played. A few times since then with her as well. So it's not like it's a total loss. I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere, right? YouTube fucking has everything. So those are actually some choices I think that you guys might be into. And it's actually a variety. It's a little bit of everything. You got some power metal. Uh, you got some folks kind of stuff. You got some death metal. You got some doom metal. You got, you know, some stoner, you know, traditional Black Sabbath type rock going on. Um, you know, so you got a little bit of everything there. So hopefully you'll dig that and just keep exploring. Don't limit yourself to just one genre, man. Go everywhere. Why Why would you do that to yourself when there's so much other music out there? Uh, I think that's kind of silly to just pigeonhole yourself in one thing and that's it. So I, quite, I kind of find that interesting. For me, um, I'll be honest, Ben. One of the one of the major bands that kind of hit uh, hit me right in the heart, and I and I kind of feel like this is. I think it was, there was a lot of misconceptions with this band, uh, like this city. Uh, they came from a metalcore background, you know. A lot of you may know, or you may not know, but um, they came up in a hell of a lot of conversations with me, man. I've been talking about them. I've been talking about them for a long ass time, forever now, about ten years now, you know. And I kind of feel like just a band like uh, I like the city, just because they sound well, they sounded like fucking metalcore. They were metalcore. I remember watching them one time. They opened up. I forgot who. I forgot what for who they opened up. Uh, I got to see them here in El Paso, and it was it was pretty, it was all right. It didn't. It didn't really knock my socks off, but it was. They were all right, and it was. It was okay. Um. And so I had. A, I had a kind of a sour taste in my mouth for in terms of introduction. And uh, one day I just kind of stumbled upon Storm Chaser, the album Storm Chaser, which is I believe two thousand eight. You know, if you like listening, if you've ever heard Fallujah, Fallujah had very much. A metalcore background and a metalcore, you know, upbringing, I guess you can say. But from one album to the next, they changed styles. They just changed direction. They just changed which way they were going. So the band changes. The writing process changes. I mean, even looking back at... um, uh, uh, Skeleton Witch, the latest album from 2018. You know, you're looking at a band that was playing this uh, blackened thrash sound, bl- blackened tinged, you know, thrash. To all of a sudden, they're fucking playing this blackened melodic death metal fucking behemoth that they are now. I think that's fucking badass. I I think it's it's great that I I mean it's a it's such a fucking awesome thing to see that there's bands that can change from one album to the next for the better, for the better. And I'm not talking about all bands, right? <laughs> right. Uh, look at Metallica <laughs> from Injustice for All to the Black Album. What the fuck happened there? You know, with Opeth and and their their most recent. Uh, albums that fucking suck so fucking bad. What the fuck happened there? You know what I mean? 
So not every not every band has a, a great transition, but some do. Like the city, I feel is one of those that actually had a great uh, transition. I would say, I would even dare say, one of the most important albums of all time. Um, at this point in 2008, Like the City consists of Ryan Hansen, guitars, Laura Nichol, vocals, John Frost on bass, Ben Murray on drums, and Brian Forbes on um, guitars. Now, I'm not trying to say that Laura's vocals are the the tits, and that's it. That They're the best, and they're amazing, and whatnot. I'm not even trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is that the entire chemistry of the whole fucking band. You know, you're, you're looking at a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing where they just roll the dice, and everything fucking just gelled. The guitars, I mean, I mean, the, the Ryan and Brian's guitars were, they, the chemistry between them was fucking ridiculous, man. I mean, it's, a, it's insane to think just how fucking good they sound together. I can tell you right now that Storm Chaser doesn't necessarily start very strong, actually. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it. The first two tracks or whatever. The first is the intro. But then we build up to the Anhedonia Epidemic. shit that's like twin guitar heaven i'll be honest with you i think that's the epitome of what melodic death metal should be and specifically gothenburg melodic death metal there isn't anything out there during this time that kind of competes with that type of music at that time I feel that these guys are maybe not understanding 100% what they're doing. And I don't even think that they knew what they were doing is going to be so vital and so epic in terms of, and, and, and even, even so important when they were writing this album. If you move on with beginning with release... I mean, come on. It starts off epic. It starts off grand. Then it just all of a sudden gets brutal very, very, very fast. It, in all honesty, it's one of those songs that's just fucking ear candy. Like, you just can't go, you just cannot fucking go wrong with that. I think that Like the City 
hit its groove at this point. Unfortunately, I mean, I guess with all good things, you know, they come to an end. And, uh, and after this album, they did disband and they disbanded up until a few years, a couple of years ago when they released uh, Terminal Bloom, which is all right. It was an okay album, which was expected to be. I didn't expect it to be better than Storm, Storm Chaser, but it was a good album. No doubt. Um, one of the other one other thought that I had was, uh, and I'll I'll bring up actually bring it up later. Actually, I should bring it up later. Uh, but I, what I wanted to do really quick in the middle is I actually wanted to give uh, a good um, send off to Manny. A little shout out, literally shot. Here you go. My brother is always welcome back to the podcast. Uh, and cheers. Oof. <coughs> That's pretty harsh. <coughs> For all you wondering, I am drinking Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey. And I'm washing that down with a Budweiser Copper Lager Jim Beam Edition. Ooh, which I got at 7-Eleven, by the way, for half off. They were about nine bucks a pop. Actually, more. I got mine for four twenty-five a six-pack. Well, at 6.2% alcohol, shit, I bought three of them. So, I can tell you, for about 13 bucks, I am set. So, that was pretty neat. So, anyways, I digress. One of the other tracks that I think is essential on Storm Chaser. Firehaven. the fuck out of here actually i'll be honest with you (laughs) i was actually on the fence about this one the first time i heard it i wasn't too sure i was like "Mm." you know but my but obviously my mindset quickly changed and it became abundantly clear that this song was meant to be kind of uh like this sort of like frantic and and, and and chaotic and quick and uh, just kind of like like it was just gonna go out of control and that's what made it badass it was fucking funny because the vocals changed and I'm like what the fuck's going on with and I'm like uh? who's that is that who I think it is and, and yeah no shit sure enough it was the chief of fucking thrash man fucking Chuck Billy dude well, that changed the entire fucking dynamic, right? That changes the that changes the entire fucking dynamic of the album, you know. And and they pair so well. They paired so fucking well together. It was just it's, it was just it was a joy to listen to that. Actually, um, one of the one other thing is this is a little another bit off topic. It. It irked me to find out that I went and paid X amount of money to see Kansas 
in Denver when they were coming here to El Paso later on. Oh well. Anyways, I got my tickets to to July, the July show. <laughs> um I might have said that before, but I just want to reiterate that how much it sucked to find that out. Um, So we'll see how that fucking shit goes. Also, as I'm speaking, I have missed Ex Mortis, which uh, I uh, messaged. uh, Well, yeah, I guess I spoke to Manny about that. I I just couldn't fucking make it. Broke as fuck. That would have been a fucking killer ass show, man. To watch so I bid them a fair and an awesome tour hopefully no fucking thefts like they did to Lamb of God that's a pretty shitty thing to do guys we had not heard they uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, maybe two weeks ago or about a week ago had some of their gear stolen from them and um and actually, uh, was it this past, w- this week, actually, the dumbass tried fucking selling it on, um, was it Markup? What is it called? Uh, for Offer Up. There you go. It's called Offer Up. He tried, he tried selling the fucking guitars on Offer Up. Why the fuck would you even do that, dumbass? Real quick. For some of you who may not realize, I will sometimes switch from English English to Spanish. Just depends uh, at a moment's notice, and I won't do it all the time. But uh, actually, I do it all the time. But if you notice it, you notice it. I mean, it, it's just—it's so easy. It's just very fluid. But uh, um, don't mind me. It's just me. Just I'm just trying to be me. But yeah, that guy's a dumbass for even way for like trying to fucking. Um, to sell guitars and shit. Like, what does he think? What did he think was going to happen, right? So right now we're looking at the the tail end of the Storm Chaser album. Um, now, I I do leave out some songs, not necessarily because I feel like they're weak, but I leave songs out purposely because I want the listener and I want you guys to check out the album and actually look at it, listen to it. Find the nuances, find the beauty, find everything there is to the album. There is nothing wrong with this fucking album. I can guarantee you the shit out of the, I I can't tell you the number. I think it's like 11 or 12 tracks. Only, 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 there's only two bad songs, (laughs) which is the intro, which doesn't count. And the very first song that does that, that comes out. Everything else is fucking game. Everything else is amazing. Um, but I purposely choose to pick some of these songs that I kind of feel like these are songs that will definitely perk your ears up. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll make you think twice about this album. And I mean, yeah, another song, The Collector Part 2, Donor. Now this one starts off fucking frantic and it starts off fucking chaotic for sure, right? And just <laughs> when you listen to the song, goddamn, it's just so fucking badass. But I mean, what else do you need? I I just what else do you fucking need on that one? It's it's pretty straightforward and, and badass. There's like genuinely badass riffs, genius fucking riffs, 
The fucking drumming just is insane. It's so fucking good. Just put it on repeat. Get the get the nuances on that one. That's a fucking great song. Just you, seriously, you just cannot fucking go wrong with that one. It's so fucking good. And then we get to my favorite. Probably the one that I would say that could make the album. If if I had to pick one song from the album, it'd probably be this one. <clears throat> and it's called Wake Me at Sunset. Goddamn, this is just a fucking beauty all the way through. I mean, and no, no fucking joke. It's just a fucking beauty all the way through. That's it's 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 one of those songs. that just it. The solo alone is worth the admission on on this song. You know, it's one of those type of songs. But the riffs are just gigantic and gargantuan. You know, it just it just grabs you and brings you in and. And just poundsy, man. Just fucking jujitsu style and shit. You know what I mean? For all those MMA fighters and shit, you know? Royce Gracie, brother. It just brings you in. And you're going to love it, too. It's going to pound your ass into submission, and you're going to be fucking happy as fuck. One of the later songs called Sand and Snow. Sand and Snow. Sorry. fucking twin guitar attack in full effect brother full effect and you know it 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 might it may be a song that has kind of the same uh formula but i mean get the fuck out of here i mean it's it's the same album you know if a song of this caliber and is is written and it's written on other albums, then of course that's when you can say, "Oh shit, it's it's that's the band already." But a song like this that sounds the same kind of it, it kind of sounds like the rest of the album, which it doesn't. But if you kind of feel like it does, it sounds the same album, dummy. What do you expect? And I bring all that credit again to Ryan and Brian, Ryan Hansen and Brian Forbes. I really feel like these two dudes have some of the best chemistry musically that I have ever heard in my fucking life. Um, I mean, we're talking about the same chemistry that the dudes in Iron Maiden have. We're talking about that same chemistry and the dudes from Judas Priest had. Um, It's just that twin guitar attack that they just know what they need to do. They just know what has to happen, and and they just they just did it. And there's just like it's just a beautiful fucking sound, and you can hear it in the entirety of Storm Chaser. 
there isn't anything else to be said about it. I mean, there's just these guys are just badass. Um, one thing that we can talk about is that I, I kind of I really do feel that this album is is one of the essential pieces of music that just needs to be heard. Regardless of the type of music, this album was important to the health of the metal community. I really feel that it was like an injection of reality to let everyone else know to grow some fucking balls and keep making metal despite what the media will fucking tell you. Because metal will fucking never die as we know. Because Storm Chaser is that reminder that trends or ideas from the past can still be produced with originality. And they breathe fresh air and they do it with class. And I'm telling you this without exaggeration. That this is this album is just definitely one of the most the best melodic death metal albums to have come out. And dare I say Dark Tranquility's damage done in 2004. We have something from... Yeah, it's from 2004. And this came out in 2008. Only a few years later, but look at the state of metal at that time. What was really going on in metal during that time? Was uh, things weren't that pretty, but things weren't that best either. 2008, we get Bullet for My Valentine. Scream, aim, fire. We get in flames. Sense of purpose. Fucking nonsense. We get children of Bodom. Blood drunk. Which was just, I think they were just drunk. Because that fucking album sucked cock. I didn't fucking like it one bit. You get calma. Or calma. For everyone else. For the revolution. Yeah, it was alright. Not bad. Pretty good. We get Opeth. Watershed. Now. I hated them at this point. So. Some might like Watershed. And, and actually. I would say. Probably the last traditional. Opeth album. It was okay. It didn't suck. It didn't suck. It was okay. Then we get Scar Symmetry with Holographic Universe, which I kind of feel like they were still kind of trying to hone their sound and trying to figure out who the fuck they were. We get Into Eternity, uh, Incurable Tragedy, which fucking sucked. I did not, could not even fucking listen to that. We have the best album of 2008, Metallica with Death Magnetic. Ah, lulls, lulls, and lulls. No, that album fucking sucked cock. Also, it's a fucking terrible piece of shit. And then we get we have Evergrey with Torn, which was another piece of shit album. It's just so fucking crappy. And I fucking love Evergrey. Recreation Day was probably one of my top fucking fifty albums of all time. But Evergrey, Evergrey's Torn in two thousand eight fucking sucked now it it might not have been the best year in metal uh but it brought forth i think some changes i kind of feel like other people started to take notice and i think that's when it kind of lit a fire out under their ass to to write be a little bit more a little bit more efficient in their writing i suppose you know and that was the beauty of it it was just bands kept starting to write and and all these bands kept creating music and writing music at this point. I mean, that's all you really want, right? So I, I, I think, again, with talking about how the that metal podcast has a few changes going through, through it right now. Um, we're gonna be doing quite a few other episodes where it will be a solo episodes. We're gonna be doing episodes where. It's going to be normal with a guest or with uh, Fabian. No matter what, 
we're going to keep going because the show must fucking go on. And you'll always get metal from me. And I'll always fucking be genuine in terms of what it comes to. What uh, what it comes to comes down to metal. Now, when it comes to what I've been listening to lately, I've actually been listening to a lot of Molly Hatchet, some good Southern rock. Been listening to the new Amon Marth album, Berserker. <laughs> tell you is my recommendation you guys should definitely check out my honorary metal band of the week is ZZ motherfucking top Because why not? ZZ Top are fucking metal. Now, one of the better recommendations that I would say, and I think I said it last time, but no one listens to me. Actually, no, I was listening to it last time. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys to go ahead and check out Spiral Architect. just fucking intense and insane and they're tech death tech not even death metal but they're tech metal technical metal that'll probably surprise the fuck out of a lot of you guys so with that being said I'm Wolfman Dave 
Model for passion, not for fashion. Laters. By the way, Macedon fucking sucks. <laughs>